Hello there, and welcome to the Crypto Frontier. I'm Jonathan Miller, Managing Director of Kraken Australia, and here on the Crypto Frontier, we will hear from the industry's best and brightest about the latest news in crypto and blockchain from Australia and around the world. Whether you haven't yet bought your first Bitcoin or want to better understand the latest DeFi token or development in blockchain, this show will go behind the scenes with founders, experts, and industry professionals to explore the technology that powers the future of finance. Please note that this podcast does not constitute financial product advice. You should consider obtaining independent advice from a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. I hope you enjoy the show. On this show, we have a chat with Dan Reeser from Akala. Akala is the decentralized finance network and liquidity hub of Polkadot. It's a smart contract platform that's scalable and Ethereum compatible. Dan explains the origins of Polkadot and talks us through Akala's inception and approach. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Dan, thank you so much for joining me on the show. It's, it's great to have you here. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Cool. Okay. Well, let's start with a little bit of background. Um, I mean, even just about yourself. So how did you uh, first get involved in crypto and blockchain? Yeah, it's been an interesting path. Um, I, I actually started my career in the pharmaceutical industry. And back when I was finishing um, school, I, I started studying Bitcoin in like 2013 and uh, kept, kept following it and then started investing a little bit as I started making a little bit of money in uh, the real world. And then at the end of 2017, I decided to leave um, the corporate world and, and go get my MBA. So I had about six months off. Um, I took a couple months to, to travel, actually. I went to a, a Bitcoin conference in Miami, and I knew that I would have about three months um, to spare before the MBA started. So I got a crypto internship just for fun. Uh, I figured, why not get experience? And I, I moved to Austin for that um, for that project, which was an early kind of interoperability project back in um, 2018. So I started working there, and then they ended up giving me kind of a, a little bit of a surprise job offer. So I decided to back out of the MBA and go full-time into crypto. Um, so I, I led their marketing for about a year and a half and then saw Polkadot kind of on the horizon as what I believe would be kind of the next phase of, of the crypto industry. So uh, got a got a job offer from Web3 Foundation and went and worked on the, the Kusama launch and the Polkadot launch um, back in 2019 and 2020. And then um, naturally, which we can talk more about how Polkadot is structured, but for me, the natural next step was to move up one layer in the in the tech stack and, and go work for one of the top parachain teams. So um, that's what led me to Akala. So I've been working at Akala since February. So so now total, it's about I think three and a half years in crypto. Cool. That's that's a great story. And yeah, this is the right way to go. Let's talk about Polkadot just for a little bit, so we can set the scene yeah. uh, for Akala. So tell me. Um, why, why, I guess, why did you think Polkadot was, was such an important um, part of the ecosystem? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Even dating back to like 2017, I think it was probably when, it, when the, the interoperability buzzword started getting thrown around quite a bit. Everyone knew that you can't operate all these individual siloed or, or isolated blockchains and, and really expect there to be what everyone refers to as like mass adoption or, or really getting this out into the world. So it was clear to me that connecting these blockchains together, just like the internet is connected all over the world, was really 
kind of a big next step for crypto. So um, part of it was just understanding uh, the importance of how, of course, how important just the, the tech quality is and the team. So if you take a look at Polkadot, Polkadot was built by, or kind of invented and founded by Gavin Wood, who was one of the original co-founders and, and CTO and the, the actual, the guy who built Ethereum back in, back in the day. And Gavin, after creating Ethereum, he invented the Ethereum virtual machine, which is the EVM being kind of incorporated by all these layer one blockchains now. And then he also invented the Solidity programming language, which is still the primary language people are using to build on Ethereum. So after all that amazing work he did, he started looking in the future. And the guy is truly a visionary. He was looking for, you know, five, six years in the future where we are today. And he saw that there was going to be some scalability issues, probably understood the gas fee problem before anyone, uh, any of us did. And then here we are today where his, his vision of where Ethereum was headed is actually becoming true. It's, it, it's been having some scalability issues. Gas fees really keep um, the, the everyday person out of using Ethereum just because it's so um, t difficult to afford. So he built um, Polkadot to, to really help solve some of these problems. So Polkadot helps with the scalability issue. It's also a big bet on um, the fact that there's going to be this whole kind of connected universe of multiple blockchains, but they're all built and customized for specific applications instead of being built as one generic platform for all these different applications. So the way Ethereum operates now, there's, there's gaming, there's NFTs, there's DeFi, there's insurance, um, trying to do everything versus where Polkadot's going is kind of a bet on customization. So there's DeFi specific blockchains like Akala, there's NFT platforms, there's IoT platforms. So Polkadot's really just a, a connected kind of system of, of multiple blockchains that can work together. That's really interesting. I think just for the benefit of um, the listeners, um, you know, who might not have listened to a previous podcasts of mine, maybe I'll just quickly explain that Polkadot has actually a really, it's not really simplistic, but it's got a small, it, it operates in a kind of small space at the bottom of the of the ecosystem. It is like a limited set of possible uh, actions that can happen at that level. Um, so it's like a small scope blockchain upon which other blockchains are built. And so that kind of then leads us to Akala. So what type of blockchain is Akala? It's obviously, it sits on top of, of DOT, right, of, of Polkadot. So can you tell me about how Akala interacts with Polkadot? Yeah, definitely. So the, the team, we, we actually have four co-founders. So the co-founders are primarily, three of them are in Auckland, New Zealand, and one of them is in Shanghai, China. And they were one of the first teams to be building in the Polkadot ecosystem with the, the blockchain development framework that Gavin created called Substrate. So they've been in the, the ecosystem for about two and a half or three years now and really chose to build on Polkadot, as you mentioned, for a few reasons. The, the customizability that I mentioned, just how, how much we could customize at the blockchain layer. And then the other two things, the key things that Polkadot does is the interoperability, so the ability to talk to other blockchains and then shared security. So this is, this is more relevant to blockchain teams. But for us at Akala, there's two options. You could go build an independent blockchain and have to recruit your own whole set of validator nodes that are kind of similar to Bitcoin miners, if you're familiar with that. And these validator nodes are really difficult to recruit. And then you have to get you know, hundreds of millions or billions of dollars in security backing, um, which is difficult. So as a team, Akala decided, let's go to Polkadot where we can actually share the security or inherit 
the security that Polkadot offers from its proof of stake validator network, and we can just focus on building great products. So after making the decision to build Akala, um, what, what happened was th there was a kind of an early recognition that a stable coin was going to be essential for the Polkadot ecosystem to kind of flourish. Um, so the Akala team set out and started building the Akala dollar or AUSD as kind of the first primary product of Akala. So this, um, this stablecoin will be launching along with Akala um, very soon. And what this stablecoin will be is similar to DAI. It's a decentralized stablecoin, which is very important as we, as we start talking more about um, regulation and kind of the, the eyes that are on these centralized stablecoins that are backed by US dollars. Um, the, the thought was that a, a decentralized stablecoin would be a much more viable and kind of long-term option. But if you look at Akala at a high level, this is a, a layer one blockchain. So same thing as Ethereum or Solana, Terra, all these layer one chains, this is the base layer. And then there's going to be all these applications built on Akala. But Akala, what, what makes us unique is that the blockchain has been built specifically for DeFi. So what people used to think of as products, if you think about Uniswap and Maker, DAI, uh, liquid staking, these all historically have been thought of as products and, and there's an entire application around them. Um, but we've taken these products and actually built them in as features that are built into our blockchain itself, not at the application layer. So these products being built in the blockchain can then be leveraged by any application building on our blockchain or building in our, our EVM or our Ethereum virtual machine um, environment. Amazing. So it's kind of like out of the box, right? Yep, exactly. Cool. So, okay. So to recap, Akala is its own blockchain, but it, it outsources the, the proofs, you know, the security function to Polkadot. Is that a fair, fair way of describing the relationship? Correct. Yep. Yeah. And then Akala then has its own kind of like quite specific uh, set of DeFi focused toolings and that infrastructure then people can, can use. So, so that, that's really interesting. What, what have been um, some of the biggest challenges so far as you guys have, have been developing this over the course of the last year? And, and maybe it's even worth almost talking about how, how you, how you got here. Like how does a car, how did a Carla, um, uh, you know, there's limited sl slots for, for Polkadot, right? Mm -hmm. So how did Akala get chosen to be to be one of those networks that uses Polkadot? Yeah, I, I think that's actually a, a really good uh, topic that we can go into is, is kind of like, how do you launch on Polkadot? So this is actually extremely timely. Uh, this announcement from Polkadot happened today. So it was about, um, I don't know, seven or eight hours ago, midday US time. Um, and, and the announcement finally came from Polkadot that, that we've all been waiting for for like four or five years. And that is the announcement of the first set of parachain slot auctions on Polkadot. So Kraken has been doing an incredibly good job um, covering Polkadot's experimental network, Kusama, and all the parachain auctions that happened there. So there's already 11 parachains live on Kusama. And that was really kind of a, a practice run or a test run to prepare for Polkadot. So now um, there's actually no parachains, including Akala, live on Polkadot yet. Polkadot is still kind of a bare um, chain or relay chain, as we call it, waiting for parachains to launch. But as a team, as a parachain team, if you want to launch on Polkadot, you have to earn the right to launch on Polkadot. It's not just an open thing like, like spinning up an ICO token and, and you know building a website. This involves this whole process called a parachain slot auction where us as a we as a team need to 
in some form or fashion come up with a large amount of dots to bid in an auction against other parachain teams who also want that same slot. So we're doing something called a crowd loan, which is what, what everyone will do. And what this is, is, is what it sounds like. It's a loan from a, a big crowd of people in our community that are willing to loan their dot to us as a parachain team to use in the auction. And by contributing their dot, they're agreeing to lock those dots for two years, which is the duration of that slot on the network. It's kind of like a lease. And when they contribute those dot, they actually get ACA or the Akala token from Akala um, when we win that slot and launch the network. And then because the because of the name crowd loan, you can you can kind of assume what what that means. After two years, this loan is actually returned to them. So it's it's a much safer and ethical way of helping bootstrap new new startup teams um, versus the old model of ICOs where you kind of have this exchange of tokens and there's really no accountability on the team to actually deliver on on what they're um, promising. Yeah, it's super fascinating. And for anyone who hasn't um, kind of got their head around how the parachain auctions work, I did an episode a couple um, uh, a couple of episodes back with with Brian, who's behind the product team at, at Kraken. Um, managing our participation as a as a kind of admin layer and a, and a and a pool for for auctions, so definitely go back and have a listen to that one. Yeah, well, it's super exciting seeing that news on on, on Dot, and thanks for explaining that to the listener. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So so that's I guess that is a challenge, right? You guys have to win the slot. Um, yeah, and then cool. and. And then I guess what what other challenges have you faced, you know, th- throughout this period, you know, up, up until this point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess just one more quick thing, since this did come out today, the the first auction will start on November 11th, so that that has been announced today. So that's about 29 days from today. So we're preparing for that. So so your I think your listeners will be interested in that date as we all yeah were. for sure yeah um, other other challenges. So yeah, this this crowd loan process has been um, quite challenging because for me, I kind of, I work on the, so on on the growth side for a call. So focusing on like our our strategy, our marketing community, um, business development type stuff. And there is no, like, I can't Google this. There's no playbook, you know, it's, it's kind of like writing the playbook as we go. So that's been one very interesting challenge is that because we're so early in this polka dot world, um, we, we won the first auction, a parachain auction on Kusama. So that, that playbook ended up working pretty well. Um, and, and we took a lot of learnings from that and, and are kind of implementing um, what, what went well and, and helping to kind of um, change what things that we could have improved before. And that'll make the Polkadot um, launch process even, even easier and smoother, hopefully. So the fact that this has never been done is, is definitely a challenge for, for me. And then also for the technical team, there's um, tons of just auditing and bug fixing, not only for Akala. So Brian Chen, who's kind of our lead um, developer, there's so many bugs um, that he's actually been finding on even in the, the Polkadot and Substrate side to help them out, um, which then has you know a, a downstream impact on Akala and and waiting on those bug fixes to be put through and all these different teams coordinating. So that's definitely a challenge. And then. On, on my side, on the same topic of just how new everything is, um, there's just such a huge need for education. Um, even, even shows like this, it's, it's an excellent opportunity to give education in a non-technical way to, to, to people who are trying to understand what's going on in, in Polkadot and Akala. Um, so just needing to kind of 
um, simplify things and, and tell, talk to people like, you know, like human beings, because there's so much technical details that you can get into with all these developers that um, I think there's, there's a big need for that educational component. Well, that's a thing. I mean, these, these networks are so new. Finding people who are proficient enough to, to be able to navigate the, these things, I think team has got to be one of the hardest things that a lot of you know, talent yep. and team members, right? It has got to be one of the hardest things for so many of these projects. Yeah, that was, that was actually going to be the last uh, challenge I was going to mention is, is just hiring and resources. <laughs> There's all the, the substrate developers. Um, if they haven't already been hired by Parity or one of the Parachain teams like us, um, they probably have 10 job offers in their LinkedIn uh, inbox. So it's difficult to find Rust developers, Substrate developers, and Ethereum um, so, uh, Solidity developers are, are in pretty high demand as well. So if you are listening and uh, looking for, for a, a job, definitely get us uh, send us a message at a call. We're definitely hiring <laughs> across the board. <laughs> well, okay, let's talk about, about the project then and what, what you, know, you foresee uh, to be uh, built on top. I mean, you, you talked about the out-of-the-box stuff. So, so yeah. tell me about how those out-of-the-box features as opposed to products will be used. Yeah, so we will have an EVM um, environment built on Akala, which means that we would we'll be able to offer the same kind of tooling and um, experience as any developer would have on Ethereum. So for developers, it's things like Truffle um, it, and Solidity, of course, and then for users and, and the users of these applications, it's like it's tools like being able to use MetaMask. So if you can imagine um, a team like say let's say Ave or, or Uniswap or um, synthetics integrating with the Akala EVM, it would just be a simple dropdown like you may have seen of like switching networks from Ethereum to Polygon or Ethereum to Avalanche in some cases. Um, it would just be another dropdown to Akala and they would instantly be kind of in the Akala and Polkadot world through, this, through the same um, app interface that the, that, the, that the users are used to using. But for for Ethereum-based teams, the, the exciting part of building on a, a Polkadot parachain like Akala is just the exposure to an entirely new asset class. So we, on Akala, we've got um, liquid dot staking. You, you may be familiar with liquid ETH staking that's, that's getting started for ETH2. Um, liquid dot is going to be a, a multi-billion dollar asset along with dot, which is a you know, $40 billion asset. Exposure to this new asset class is huge for these, these DeFi applications. And then on the other hand, there's just this the massive community. I think now it's up to about 850,000 uh, unique accounts for Polkadot. So just an entirely new um, community of people who are kind of dying for DeFi applications to use that, that they can interact with on Polkadot. So that's one aspect. And then the other piece that we have going um, right now is, is this what we're calling hybrid finance or a, a blend between the fintech or neobank world and DeFi. So we have a, a first in integration example of this is with a U.S. fintech um, a neobank called Current. It's current.com. Current is a, a fintech company based in the U.S. with about 3 million customers. And these customers have been um, using Current primarily for savings accounts. So uh, savings accounts, let's say, for example, 0.5%. Um, which uh, no one in crypto would get too excited about, but for savings accounts, it's it's pretty it's a pretty good rate. But imagine one day um, once we can get this product launched, what what will happen? And the naming of these products and the, the the rates have not been finalized yet. 
So just purely speaking, for example, what this will look like is the user will open up their phone one day and get a message that says, like, would you like to join the current, let's say, for example, yield account? Sign up today and you can get 4%. So the user signs up for this 4%, but what will happen in the background is there, there will be a DeFi backend integration with Akala. So the dollars will flow from current through an on-off ramp into crypto, um, converted into the AUSD stablecoin, the Akala dollar, and then put into this yield engine that Akala is building. So this yield is generated based off of things like dot staking. We have an integration um, from a grant we got from Compound with the Compound Gateway chain. So integrating for, for yield from Compound um, and other, another generation of yield within kind of the Akala ecosystem. And then when that yield is generated, it will be liquidated and sent back into US dollars and then able to be distributed to these current customers. So this is really what's getting me excited about the next phase of, of DeFi is blending the, these worlds of traditional finance with crypto in a way where users like, like everyday users or moms and dads, grandmothers and grandfathers who don't want to touch things like public and private keys um, and, and just like general crypto tools like MetaMask, it's a much simpler way to bring these um, kind of improved financial outcomes for individuals without needing to, to touch the complicated parts of crypto. Um, so really excited about um, getting into the more fintech and institutional type of plays, um, bringing yield to them via Akala, um, and, and just excited to see where that goes over the next year or two. Absolutely. I mean, there's so much we could we could we could dive into there. I don't yeah. I don't know if we, I don't know if we can get through all of it, but I, maybe maybe um, you know, you've kind of talked about I guess the the near term future, but let's kind of just broaden out a little bit. Um, you know, where do you see DeFi going? There are so many different protocols out there. You're talking about you know leveraging you know your network and kind of dipping into Curve, and and that's essentially you know cross chain. Or uh, tell me about how you see the, the the this kind of interoperability future. Yeah, there. It's just been really exciting, even kind of um, in in my day to day job, is just talking to other um, other major platforms um, in the industry, and the openness now to work together is just strikingly different than it was even six months ago or a year ago. Um, I think everyone, including a lot of these DeFi applications, are realizing that this multi chain future is inevitable. And everyone is kind of starting to work together on bridging solutions and multi-chain solutions. Um, so that I think is really where where things are headed in the next year or so. So I think the there will be a lot more. Um, there'll just be proliferation of a lot of these multi-chain bridges. So seeing just the flow of assets from um, one chain to the next. And then the other thing that I'm I'm more excited about is the the concept of multi-chain DApps. So this is one thing that Polkadot can uniquely offer is imagine you have, um, there, there will be up to a hundred of these parachains or blockchains connected to Polkadot, but imagine you aren't building a blockchain just on one blockchain itself, but you could be building an application um, that has multiple, if you can imagine like legs or prongs out to multiple parachains. So you, you might have an application built that plugs into Akala for say liquid staking or the stablecoin. And then you also can plug into a network like Manta or Fala for privacy. So you, you might want to have a, a private transaction included in the dApp. And then maybe you plug into um, a chain like Moonbeam for one of the Ethereum applications that they've got built over there. But 
to the user, you don't have to really see under the hood. It's just, it's a multi-chain application, but to the user, the application does what they need. It, it fits the use case um, without needing to, to add the complexities of all these chains running in the background. So that, that I think is really exciting and, and has similarities to how applications work in the real world. We, we, don't, we don't choose our grocery store because of the credit card processor they use or the database that they use. Same with our applications on our phones. We don't choose to use applications like, I don't know, Slack or, or Telegram because they use MongoDB or Oracle. That stuff should all be in the background. Um, the most important thing is bringing a, a user experience and application that adds value to the user. Wow. I mean, yeah, I, I think you're right. And there are some really interesting projects that kind of, in a way, I don't like the word consumerize, but it does, it does, you know, when you compare that to, you know, um, changing values in MetaMask to connect to different networks and, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, there, there needs to be, uh, blockchain does in a way need to recede into the background of the, of the use case. Um, and, and I think it's really, that's when it's going to be, uh, we're going to, see even more adoption right um yep. but as long as it remains true hey well dan i think you know we're coming up on on um on the end of our convo here i i really appreciate you you joining me and and, and telling us about akala and and wishing you guys all the best with the uh, forthcoming parachain auctions of course yeah thanks for having me and um if anyone uh wants to reach out it's uh dan reeser r-e-e-c-e-r -E -E on twitter and i i Try to check my messages. Um, so we'd love to hear from people if you have um, any interest in working together. For sure. All right. We'll, we'll chuck them in the show notes and, and looking forward to, to seeing uh, how Akala progresses. Thanks once again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks everyone for joining me on this show and for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe and review on your podcast platform of choice. And we'll make sure we take you right to the edge of the crypto frontier. And remember, you can learn more about all things crypto by visiting kraken.com slash learn. Until next time, I've been Jonathan Miller, and this has been The Crypto Frontier.